Coming up on TMS, Eight Mile Fury Road. Two old men learn about tea. Will the real Mad Max please stand up? Red Fraggle, brought to you by the letter three. Cajun fried COVID. Echoes of Samuel L. Jackson. We have eagles. We're better. Still composing, not yet decomposing. My name is, my name is Mad Max. It's a red on-air Spice Girl. Las Vegas knows where you live. Lick the correct doorknob. Did Nicole and Mark teach you nothing? All hail bugaboo. The Church of Pants with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. You think maybe he should be taken to a doctor? When do you think maybe he should be taken to a doctor? You're supposed to eat pizza, not wear it. Ah, this is The Morning Stream, and we're gonna need a bigger boat. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thursday's edition of The Morning Stream. It is February 10th, 2022. I am Scott. He is Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Scott. (sighs) (laughs) Hey, did you happen to watch any of the Nintendo Direct yesterday? I I watched it this morning. Oh, you did? uh, Yeah, I can't watch those live. Uh, It's too much excitement for me all in one time. Uh, Boy, oh, another another JRPG? What? I can't take it. I know. It's hard to contain yourself. I get it. Uh, So, yeah, I I just wanted to mention, I think that that new Kirby game looks incredible, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Kirby game looks good. Listen, I'm... I'm kind of excited about sports, about Wii Sport, uh, uh, Switch Sports, because we oh, were big. Yeah. We were big sports, uh, Wii Sports players here at the house. We had it on the big screen. We did the bowling a lot. We did the tennis. This, uh, this doesn't surprise of, me at all. I can see Brian with his Wiimote standing there, getting yeah, ready to roll a perfect, yeah. uh, you know, get a strike. I can see it. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, I mean, this was this was a uh, this was the neighbors came over drinking game kind of. You know, Friday after dinner, go out to dinner, come back. Hey, we we'll do some bowling. Yeah, let's do some bowling. Yeah. Make some gin drinks, bring them down to the basement and play. Well, uh, do some, some bowling. The, the, the Take good the skinheads ne- bowling is the, what we did. The good news is Wiimotes and uh, I'm sorry, Wiimotes are way less sensitive and good uh, at motion control than the uh, the freaking what do they call Joy Cons? Yeah. So you'll actually yeah. get a way more. Um, you know, kinetic experience. I think out of those, For sure. and uh, I think so, that's cool. So, a little yep. part of me that um, is kind of excited about Advance Wars, even though it's really just, it's I'm just very excited. Of, There's no a little excited here in this really? house. I am beyond stoked for that. I yeah, love but it's, those but it's games. Advance Wars one and two. It's really it's the games we've already played, just brought brought to the Switch. Yeah, but made modern, like looking all beautiful and stuff. So they're yeah. they're they're redoing those things entirely. They're complete remakes and there's some extra content as well. But you're right, they're mostly those yeah. original games. But man, yeah. those games yeah. owned yeah. me back in the day. I loved Advance Wars one and two. Me too. Yeah, me so, too. If it was um, listen, yeah. if they were announcing Advance Wars Switch like like new game, new content, uh Heartbeat, like you know, uh, be pre-ordering it right, pre-ordering it right now, or pre-ordering, pre-ordering, uh, yeah, right pre-order. Now. Don't I need a new pre-order? There'd please? be a little bit of pre-ordering coming out of me, and yeah. I'd be uh, pre-ordering it. <laughs> well, I I just thought the whole thing was pretty good, and I'm I may be yeah. in the minority here. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not because they're going to make it and sell it. But uh, Mario mm. Strikers is one of my favorite soccer games ever made. I mm. loved that game okay. back in the day. That was also a Wii mm. game. Um, didn't depend so much on Wiimotes though, which is nice, and uh, it's. They're making a new one of those. That looks awesome. And 
what else? Oh, they announced like 40-something new courses coming to right uh, to Mario, Mario Kart, Kart. old courses made new like all the old courses from all of the old yeah uh, Mario Kart games which brought, I'm brought all to into. this which is great which yeah. is totally great and last night they put Earthbound and um what's the first earth what's the first one on the NES anyway Earthbound I never got to play these games back in the day they're very rare most people haven't even heard of them these weird little RPGs Mm-hmm. Those are now up on the little uh, SNES and NES uh, online play thing deal that just comes with your Switch. So those are on there. And that happened last night. So I played that till like midnight like an idiot. I just got real Nintendo yesterday. But I'm telling you, man, Kirby can eat a car and then drive around like a car. <laughs> and everyone's calling him Carby, which is amazing. And I'm just a sucker for Kirby. I love Kirby. All Kirby games are great games. I've never played a Kirby game I didn't love. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculously cute, and then there's creepy shit at the same time. This game looks like yeah. massive amounts of like it's a it's a it's a it's a dead world that humans used to inhabit. Somehow Kirby's yeah. there to save it. Like, <laughs> well, he's a ghost. He doesn't you know he doesn't die. It's so insane to me. Yeah. Um, and No Man's way, Sky coming to the Switch, which is insane. I can't believe that's. Happening. Oh right, No Man's Sky. I know. It's like oh, Astroneer Heavy. I don't need Astroneer Heavy. I want No Man's Sky Light. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that'll be though, because. I mean, obviously, it's they've had, they've had to cut some corners for performance, but um, yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good game. Who is it that mentioned uh, Stoic Scroll? Says you know they only called it Advance Wars because it was on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, well, they only called these podcasts because of the iPod. But sometimes these words take on a life of their own. Yeah, there's no there's no getting around that. Look, half the yeah. half the time when Nintendo has a new console out, they put Super in front of everything for the Super Nintendo era. <laughs> During the, right. the N64 era had 64 on the back of every game on the 64. It was just right. stupid. Right. That's the way they oh, do see, it. And Stoic Scroll says, that's true. I kind of, going back to the rant Scott made before about every game in the N64 having 64 in the title. Yeah. And like as if on cue. Yeah. Yeah. They do a lot of that. Yeah. Sega avoided it mostly, but Nintendo loves to embrace where they're at. So they, they that's what they do. Um, and they did that with the Wii U. They did it with the Wii. They're just weird. Hey, guess what, everybody? Nintendo's weird. And I love it, yeah. and I'm super yeah. jazzed to play all those games. But Earthbound uh, is is as good as everybody told me it was. I didn't know how that was going to be. That's an awesome little game. It's rad. I assume the the NES uh, pre, pre not prequel, but the game that came before is also good. Just haven't touched it. Never played it back in the day. Uh, anyway, I'm feeling very Nintendo today as a result. Yeah, actually, and I and I did miss uh, misquote. Kirby's not a ghost. Kirby is a. Uh, uh, a hostess snowball yeah. with legs. Yeah, he's a nightmare with legs. That's what he is. Yeah. He eats cars is. and then drives around with the car inside him. Uh, goes out at night eating bars. I, and I, then he only <laughs> eats the cars. Look out! I, <laughs> I actually laughed out loud when he became a vending machine and shot juice cans at people. <laughs> yes. Laughed out loud. I just love him. I love yeah. Kirby so much. Anyway, so that's all coming. Um, hey, Brian, I thought, you know, you're always playing games with us. Why don't I play sure. a game with you today? That's totally fine. Let's yeah. Let's prove that uh, my knowledge is only uh, paper deep. Paper deep? <laughs> paper deep. Why is that fun to say, paper deep? Paper deep. Isn't that fun to say? Yeah, because it sounds like you're saying, uh, well, you could get your, your deep free, but not anymore because it's paper deep. Oh, there's something. On, yeah, I like that. Paper deep. Yeah. Paper deep. Paper deep. Paper deep. Paper deep. All right. I'm going to, uh, I don't know what to use for this, so I'll just use this. 
even though that's recommendals. I don't have any other kind of hooray for Hollywood stuff. But uh, so this is a movie related thing. And since Brian loves okay. movies, we're in the middle of Oscar season. He's about to go see all those movies. Uh, I thought I'd try a little trivia thing with you that is specifically about science fiction movies and famous quotes from them. Oh God! Okay. So what I'm gonna do? Yeah, did all right. Did all right on the movie quotes last week. So I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. Now this one is even I maybe more helpful or less. I'm not sure, but they're audio quotes. And now you're gonna say oh. what movie these audio quotes are from? Oh, okay. Oh no, are these from the film sack? Are these? non-memorable quotes from non-memorable sci-fi movies we watched on film set. No, none of these. In fact, none of okay. these are from film. Well, no, that's not true. We've seen a bunch of these on film set just by our nature, but some of yeah. them we haven't. And I chose You're them. You're not pulling them from like, you know, from movies we watched on film oh, set. Oh, no, no, no. Like, uh, in fact, yeah, okay. these are freshly recorded because I think okay. I should do right. more work for myself, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> okay. so yeah, it's a good, you, you make a good point. I should have just used old clips. No, I, no, I'm glad you didn't. Cause okay. uh, as soon as we're done talking about a movie on film sack, that movie is erased from my memory unless it's, uh, you know, breakfast club or sure. T2 or, or something like that, which is to say something good. Hudson so, Hawk. Yeah. yeah. Hudson Hawk. Yeah. That slurped my butt and all that. <laughs> exactly. So here's uh here's the list. Now I, I, uh, recorded a bunch of these and then I mixed them up like a deck of cards. Totally shuffled. Okay. 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 So no uh-huh. no rhyme or reason to this. I'm, there's no hints as to years or anything in the way that I play right. these. So you're just going to hear them and then you have, I'm going to give you, I think I should time this somehow, but I don't have a timer. Sure. You know, just as quick as you can. Yeah, How about as that? as quick as I can. Sure. Quick fire, quick fire movie quotes. Okay. Here's number one. Run! What's the movie? Oh, geez. Uh, is that uh, Planet of the Apes? Oh, I don't have a buzzer. I'll just okay. do it my loud myself because I'm okay. on the wrong tab. Uh, no, that is. And if you listen to this little bit at the beginning, you hear that? Oh, is that a predator. Predator. Yeah, you predator. had it almost. Yeah. All right, it's okay. You get warmed up. It's okay. okay it's warm up. Yeah, it's a warm up. <coughs> I wasn't sure that the the music for some reason felt like 60s and not ni- uh, 80s, but uh, yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. I'm gonna make All a right. little, make okay. a little note here. Uh, we got. Uh, Zero on oh, the first right. one. Zero right. for one. Yeah, that's easy to keep track of. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, but I also know if I don't start writing it down, I never will. All right, here's number okay. two. All right. All right. Um, no hints here. I'll just play it. Here you go. Look at me. We're all just looking out for something real. Okay. It's oh, a little geez. tricky. A little okay. tricky. We're all just looking out for something real. I will say some of these are obvious and some of them are, are you know, a little tricky. Yeah, that one's tricky, and I'm not looking at the tadpole for this. Um, None of them know it yet, seems like. Look at me. I'm just looking for something real. I'm going to guess she's not, but it's not Blade Runner. I was thinking like replicant kind of thing. Stepford Wives. Uh, no, let's see. what. Uh, I mean, it's not really science fiction. Yeah. I got nothing on this. Uh, right. Let's say uh, let's say Blade Runner, even though I know it's not. I'm going to give you... Hey, correct. Blade Runner that. 2049? That is Blade Runner 2049. Well done. Cool. All right. Yeah, that was Good. Princess Bride telling um, uh, oh, Pretty Boy Jim sure. over there that he was, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know what she was saying, but that that was the deal. So, well okay. done. Your All instincts right. were, were correct there. Nicely done. Woo! Wow. All right. All right. How's, uh, let's try this one on for size. For God's sake, what now? Who run Barter Town? <laughs> I'm putting that would it, be Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I am putting that down uh, yeah. before you even answered because I knew you'd get it. <clears throat> now, yeah. real quick here, uh, side note, this new book, uh, Blood and Chrome, The Making of Mad Max Fury Road or whatever, this book that just came out, uh, yeah. apparently I got to get my hands on it, but there's a 
there's stuff in there where uh, for a while they were considering. So there's two two bits of casting things in there that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while they were considering Eminem for the role of Mad Max. Oh no, really? Yeah, like legitimately. Uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> George Miller was so into his Eight Mile performance that he was like, I think I can make this work. And maybe he could have, I, I, I don't know, but they ended up not doing it obviously. And then the Hi, other, Hi, my name is Mad Max. <laughs> Hi, my name is. <laughs> he'd be a better, he'd be a better war boy. Just paint him up white and make him a war boy. I'm trying to decide which one of <laughs> Morton Joe's girls I want to impregnate. <laughs> I had a baby brother. He was perfect in every way. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he uh, he didn't do it, obviously. But then there was Army. So I guess Army Hammer and oh, really? and uh, Tom Hardy were in the same room uh, auditioning the same day. Yeah. And at some point during his performance or his his uh, audition, Tom Hardy spit in the direction of Army Hammer for no one knows why. Oh my god! Was it like a Richard Kind accidental spit thing, or he just like said? on you army hammer no like that we're like the second like kind of a vindictive like spit on the guy and that's according to the book why why he went with tom hardy because he was like i need this kind of i need this level of like yes british british accent (laughs) and you and your baking soda (laughs) anyway uh i gotta get that book soda i gotta get that book because apparently there was some really hard stuff to deal with it was almost like you don't already have i'm amazed that they didn't send you an advanced copy i know right i'm bummed out that i don't have it yet but i'm gonna get it all right here's uh here's one for you all right right. so quick uh this should be i don't know if this is easy or not but here we go start the reactor free okay uh, uh, start the reactor and then it's get it's cut off. Can you play one more time? Start the reactor frame. I don't know what the frame part is. Frame. I must have cut that it's weird. It's not Dune, is it? Like uh, he's about to say Freeman or anything like that. Um, start the reactor. Jeez. And he sounds like he's dying. Um, yeah. Oh, well, this is good. I like how you do this. Chipping away. Yeah. Chipping away at it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say... Jeez Louise, I got nothing. Uh, start the reactor. This crap sci-fi movies all have a reactor. That, yeah, they all do. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of reactors. Uh, start the reactor. I know I said we said we'd do these fast, but I've, I can't. Uh, I've got nothing. I'm going to say, uh, let's say uh, Dune. Dune. The original. Incorrect. The answer is... Total oh, Recall. Boy, the chat room had it in spades. They got that one yeah, quick. That was Quado. Oh, that's Quado. Yeah, right? Quado that's, going. Uh, the Pummy Monster. The yeah, Reactor. Okay. And this is after he was like his host had gone down, and he was laying yes, there. Right. All right. Here's your right. Uh, here's your next one. Uh, okay. This should be easy. I got him. Great Open cocky. Yeah. All right. That'd be uh, first Star Wars. Uh, a New Hope. Yeah. New Hope. The New Pope. So yeah. The yeah. you young Pope. Cocky kid. Yeah. Well done. All right, how about this one? This one's probably also obvious. It's not at first, okay. but then it becomes obvious. Ah! Ah! Your move, creep. Oh. <laughs> away from your weapon. That's uh, RoboCop. <laughs> What's your name, son? All right, here we go. Uh, next up, this one's tricky. You are not in Kansas anymore. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Uh... I'll play it one more time. You are not okay. in Kansas anymore. Jeez. 
Ladies. Yeah, that's super familiar. Is that uh someone in the chat got it, but uh only, only one so far. Oh, two. Now two have it. Oh my daughter. Got not it. in Kansas anymore. Um is that uh Escape from New York? Let me find out. Is it Escape from New York? No. The answer is Avatar. 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 God, it's funny how some of these sound so much older. I know, right? Wow. Um, and some of them, I mean, I got them all off YouTube clips, so some of them might be like crappy versions, which yeah. might might help me in my uh, ability to stump you. I don't know. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It definitely helps. You know, I need to see that. I only saw that movie the one time in the theater, and I guess as we get ready for the forty eight sequels that are coming out, apparently all at once. Yeah, yeah. When James Cameron finally gets done with them, uh, yeah. I want to be ready. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not a hater. I think people no, don't no, like it because it. it's just too popular, and people don't like. It's like Frozen or anything else where it's just so popular, yeah, exactly, no one likes it. Exactly. It's I just, I liked it. Backlash because of its popularity. I saw it twice, three times maybe. I, I enjoyed it. All right, here's uh, here's one. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> that's uh, uh, is that that's the original Terminator, isn't it? Correct. Well yeah. done. Yeah, it's yeah. Reese. Reese. Not Reese. Reese. Yeah, Reese. Uh, uh, played by uh, John, Sean Bean. No, uh, uh, Michael Bean. Uh, Michael Bean. Wrong Bean. Michael Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although Sean Bean also would have died if he was in it. All right, here's one that's yeah. um, maybe tricky, maybe not. Okay. It's a All line right. I wasn't used to. Here you go. Are you, Alice, menstruating right now? What has that, <laughs> that got to is... do with it? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. All right. That's yeah, it. that's uh, Ghostbusters. That's, uh, if, I think that's during the ESP test, I believe. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, nicely done. It's just yeah. one you don't hear as often as like this man no. is a penis yeah, or exactly. whatever. Yeah, there's so many other quotes in there. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Yeah. <laughs> Sovereign Bohemian says, an old Western. No, it was Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, all right, here's one for you. Enjoy this one. Clever girl. Okay, Jurassic Park. Nicely done. Easy, yeah. easy one. That was a softball. Uh, okay, this one might be tricky. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Oh, that's all I'm getting? Yeah, and the trick there, or the hint there, may be the music, the music? but I'll, I'll play yeah. it again. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Oh, that music is super familiar. Um, it sounds like Jude Law talking. Maybe not, though. Um, you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the music is super familiar. Yeah. Um, and I will say we did this for Film Sack, if that helps. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet we did. Um, ding. Tricky one. Uh, it is a tricky one. Let's say uh, um, Deep Star Six. You are, are you correct? <laughs> no, Incorrect. Um, yeah, no, I know I'm not. That is Inception. Uh, that was Tom Hardy. Inception. Oh, was it really? Oh, that's yeah. funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Tom Hardy talking to uh, wow. uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Yes. Kid. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, it's about to shoot something out of the sky. And also proof that I don't think he can be, I think he physically can be James Bond. Acting yeah. can be James Bond. I don't yeah. think this voice. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. I think it's too. It's Tom Hardy has a higher register, and it's fine right. for almost everything else yeah. he does. I don't think it's Bondy. No, you know. No. I think he's great in every other way. I really like him, but I think that's a weird thing. All right, here's one for I, you. You'll probably get this. Says he's too short. I think he's taller than uh, Craig, isn't he? I think he's. Yeah, I think he is, isn't he? 
I think he's taller than Craig. Free Rangers, he does not mumble too much to be Bond. He's in lots of movies where he doesn't mumble at all. Yeah. Just just, I know he does. Venom. Mad Max, he mumbles. I get it. That's fine. I don't watch Venom because that voice, uh, I mean, obviously he's affecting a, an American accent, but he's, oh, it's just hard to watch him. Yeah, I don't like that. You know, it would have been fine. Eddie Brock could have been uh, British. Totally fine for the Venom movies. Yeah. It would have meant that. Yeah. I agree. Just let him be himself. No problem. Yeah. Edward. Right. Maybe Edward Brock that way. That's what you do. Yeah. Edward Brock. Yes. <laughs> uh, here's here's one. This is uh, another okay. film sack film, so that's your hint. Okay. What the hell is going on around here? Who the hell are you people? Is that uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers? You are... Incorrect. Yeah. That was you're close though. It's third. Uh, thir- uh, sorry, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, that was Dreyfus. That was Richard Dreyfus, wasn't it? <laughs> I almost said this thir- means something. I can make some. I can make a, a mountain out of these mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> he did the weirdest tweet the other day. He said, "I'm so grateful for my 300 plus film career, whatever the number is." Mm-hmm. And he goes. The, the in the first half there's some real bummers in there but not because they were bad they just didn't match up with what their potential could be then there's some really great stuff in the middle and then some really terrible stuff in re- recent years but those were about the money that was the tweet <laughs> i love it oh my god that's yeah that's the greatest like the the greatest hollywood admission in years yeah i love like, it it's there's yeah. some real truth there okay here's your thing after mr holland's opus has been crap <laughs> I mean, the guy's, what, 70-something, so he's getting there. Uh, Here's one that is so stupid and obvious, I don't even know why I included it, but here you go. Okay, do you know what? Oh, my God. I'll do it one more time. I'll play it again. Buried alive. Buried alive. Shit, what is that? Oh, my God. (laughs) It seems obvious, doesn't it? Um, Yeah. The part that happens after that. Oh, it's it's a a con. That's con saying it uh, about uh, Kirk. It's uh, Star Trek II: Wrath of Khan. Okay, I'm gonna play the whole thing. Yeah, there you go. You would have had it. Yep, well done. Uh, You get a point. All right, so now uh, we have two left. Here is a tricky one. You'll recognize the voice, but will you recognize the film? Nature can be lethal, but it doesn't hold a candle to man. Nature can be lethal, but it doesn't okay. hold a candle, hold to, a man. candle to man. Can you play it one more time? Nature can be lethal, but it doesn't hold a candle to man. All right. I think that's Samuel L. Jackson. Would I be correct? You in- would be correct about that, yes. It's totally him. Yeah. And yes, um, he is in some echoey space. That might help as well. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, That narrows it down to half his movies. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he is often in a place like that. You're right. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I don't think it would be, uh, you know, I mean, it sounds like that that line could have easily been from Jurassic Park, but I know it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nature can be lethal, but it doesn't hold a candle to man. Is yeah. that is that the uh, deep blue sea piece of garbage? You are correct. Well done. All right, then. Nicely done. That was great. <laughs> Sussed that down right to the to the thing. Good job. He was yeah, about to get eaten okay. there. He didn't know it, but he was going to be eaten. Yeah, exactly. Last, the famous last word, Samuel. Yep. And it was like right, it was like 15 minutes into the film or something. <laughs> uh, all right. Final one. Maybe the hardest. Uh, oh, God. Okay. I don't know if it is or not. Maybe you'll get it right away. Here it goes. Gordon. Matu. Barada. Nick <laughs> 
The day the earth stood still. Oh, my Lord. You got it so fast. Klaatu barada nikto. Nicely done. All right. So that, oh, I, shit. You know what I stopped doing was writing it down. I lost track of the score. <laughs> That's all right. I think uh, I probably I probably was getting 50-50 on that. Yeah, you did all right. Else was, yeah. yeah was many, only, do you know how many total there were? There, there were like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 total. Fifteen. I probably got seven. Then I would that would be my guess. Yeah. I'm going to say you got ten. That to me is uh, I made cool. that up, but you did great and well done. Okay. Uh, congratulations, Brian. You've you've passed the test. Uh, you, you can now recede into the West and remain Galadriel. When uh, when will we play the game where you play me a uh, Spice Girls song and I have to name which Spice Girl is currently singing? Uh, that that's the. <laughs> by the way, did you notice that they are uh, they they're coming out with Lego blockheads of the Spice Girls about. 48 people have either texted, tweeted, or Facebook posted me a link to the uh, new Spice Girls Legos. Oh, look, I know this for a fact that if there's a uh, Spice Girls related anything, you immediately tell Brian. I'll give you an example. I'm going to pause the YouTube for this because they'll strike me for this. Um, Why is it not pausing oh it is okay youtube will go stop right now yeah thank you very much yep i'm gonna get ban your account you piece of crap they'll say (laughs) so here's what i sent brian uh i think this will work hold on let me make sure oh yeah yeah this is great i'd never heard this and that's funny the thing is you haven't heard it that thing is it's it's at least two years old maybe three years old the Mm -hmm. um never heard this all right system of a down wannabe well here it is chat i'll play it you guys can hear me Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's great. However, it, that's at least the third uh, reaction clip I've gotten in the last week of that song. And um, I've, I tend to think 99% of those reaction clips are fake because it's like, watch me react to this song. Well, how did you know you were going to react to this song unless you heard it and knew you would have a reaction to it? Yeah, no, they're almost always fake. Um, the yeah. only time and that it's they... Like, it's always the same thing. It's like... yeah. Because if you're gonna stitch, either way, if you're gonna hear it, if you're gonna hear it on your own, or if you're gonna stitch one in, yeah, you have to yeah. make the choice to stitch it. You don't randomly hit, hit a video, not know what it is, and start stitching exactly. it. Right, so, right, right, exactly. It's like yeah. uh, all of a sudden, all right. Well, I got a new song from a new indie artist, but it's something new to me, so I'd better watch myself reacting or record myself reacting to it. Yeah, that annoys me, but I like that yeah. mashup a lot. I don't know why. It's awesome. Super yeah, got into uh, it. Uh, not System of the Down, though. It's, uh, not uh, System of the Down. Um, uh, uh, down with the Sickness. Um, down with the Sickness, uh, yes. What's the band, right. though? The band is uh, the band is Disturbed. Richard Disturbed. Thank you. Jeez. Richard Disturbed. Richard, <laughs> Richard Cheese. It's Richard Cheese. <laughs> it's Richard Cheese. From, uh, from uh, <laughs> whatever the Left for Dead or I mean, whatever the dead movie he did that for. You should send him a message, a text and ask him if he still hates cameras. Just see what's going on with that. <laughs> Hey, how you feeling about all that social media now, Cheesy? Yeah, what's going on, buddy? What's going on? All right, Red Fraggle's coming in. I bet he's fine. I bet he'd love some some attention right now. Oh, he'd love it. As far as I know, he doesn't have a lot going on, right? He's sort of just sitting around. I mean, re-releasing his old albums, I think. No offense to him, I suppose. All right, check this out. Plenty plenty of offense. (laughs) Plenty of offense, his direction. 
Hey, that music means it's time to read this with our old pal Amy Robinson, a.k.a. Red Fraggle 3 in the chat. Hello, Amy. Welcome back. How are you? Oh, I don't hear Amy. Oh, no. She's muted. She's decided that uh, she'll be doing uh, sign language, American Sign Language today. Oh, yeah. Oh, and she'll be hanging up. Yep, she'll be hanging up immediately. <laughs> I'm gonna hit ring again. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe we won't. Amy, you there? I don't know. Oh, I don't hear Amy. Oh, no. I'm going to pause everything once again. <laughs> oh no. Gonna put everything on pause. Hold on a second. You guys hear me? Oh, we hear you! Yay! We got yeah. her back. Hello, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. See, it's always Chuck's fault. <laughs> it's not Mark. It's Chuck. He did it, didn't he? He fiddled with something, didn't he? Changed it. I have no idea. I have no idea what happened there. But yeah, I just had to restart Discord and kick it. Look, so. when you share a significant other, or with a significant other, you and you and that person share a computer, there's always going to be this. I mean, if Nicole and Mark taught us anything, it was that. It's yeah. always going to be some some weird did thing you, going did on. Did you go, can I kick it? And and uh, uh, Chuck went, yes, you can. Can I kick it? <laughs> yes, yes, you, you can. can. Yep. The beat was hot uh, over there uh-huh. at the Fraggle house. <laughs> hey, uh, Amy, it's good to good to have you here. Uh, sorry about all that. I don't know what was going on, but we're back. Uh, we're here. That's all my fault. That's my, my mistake. It's I all think good. what I did to push to talk and I wasn't pushing a button to talk. Oh so yeah, that'll sure. that's required when you have push to talk on. You gotta push that button yeah. to talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Imagine it's right that. there in the name. Well, all right. Uh so welcome. Uh hey, we're gonna talk about uh you know, some recommendations today. You come on the show and talk about reading and books and stuff like that. Sometimes it's a book, sometimes it's an author, sometimes it's just uh, hey, what are we talking about? And I'd love to know what today's about. So what are we doing? Well, mine, the inspiration for today comes from a couple of different places. So for starters, last week, it was it was just as well that last week's show was pushed because I could not have been on last week's show because I was chaperoning a bunch of high school kids at a theater conference. Fun. Because I am, I I don't value my life, I guess. I don't know. Right. Yeah, wow. no kidding. How wow. many, how many kids or how many chaperones per kid? Did you, what's the ratio? Cause that's usually the hard part. If you have enough parents, it's easy, but if it's just like yeah. you and 20 kids, it's really hard. We had about we had about four kids each that we were responsible for. And that's because we were, you know, we were all driving them ourselves. It was largely the number of chaperones was bigger than it needed to be because he needed he needed car space more than he actually needed warm bodies. So that made it a lot easier. So we were only responsible for four kids. And in my case, one of those kids was mine. Sure. So. Yeah. I would hope so. You gotta yeah. have some in, yeah. Yeah, nothing a kid right. likes more than their mom chaperoning an event where they go with all their friends. <laughs> they love that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it was him and his girlfriend. So yeah, that was that was interesting. Did you catch um, any? Uh, did you find some kids in a corner making out or anything weird? Like any kind of cool, like busting kids for snorting something off their finger or whatever? I don't know. Butts. What yeah. do kids do? No, I did not. But I will tell you what. Apparently, I I got some cred as the cool mom because man, the kids that were in my car were spilling a lot of really hot tea oh. in my car on wow. the way back. Like wow. they were all like letting it all hang Whoa, out. Oh, the hot like, tea. Okay, so, so this like, is a term. These are teenagers that are like, oh, let's go out and get some hot tea to drink. <laughs> no, you, when you say hot tea, no, you mean like I mean, gossip, they were right? like gossiping yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 gotcha. <laughs> like, okay, I was, I was thinking, man, these are the 
weirdest kids. Uh, what what uh, what tea shop did you pick them up? I see what you're saying. So yeah. the hot goss. I, yeah, I had heard this. I've heard that phrase one other time. I think it was my aunt who used to say I'm hot glad tea. You, I'm glad you knew it. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So so did you get anything good out of that? What, we get some. Uh, I oh, know. I cannot. I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> Wow, these kids but, are living. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was good stuff they were they were spilling. But anyway, it made me very nostalgic for when I was in high school, and uh, you know, because I used to do a bunch of theater stuff too. But let me tell you, man, the level of performance that's coming out of these high school kids now—it's amazing. They did a Cirque du Soleil style show, yeah. and I forgot they were high school kids. I was like, how the hell does really? their insurance cover that? Because like, <laughs> that's great. I mean. Yeah, it was it was really impressive. Some of these kids are really really. Talented. Are you saying this, cool. the future's bright? We all might need to wear shades. These kids are going to kick butt. They're all good. Is that what you're saying? You got future. That you got is, hope in the future. Yes, uh, that is indeed what I'm saying. I think I think there's definite potential for some good entertainment in the future. I think there's yeah. a whole generation of, of uh, let's say ten to twenty year olds who are going to take this world back and make it better than all the olds made it. If you know what Let's I'm saying. Let's hope so. I really do I'm, think I'm that. I'm hoping for that, man. I, I have a feeling. <laughs> I just have a feeling. I could be wrong. There'll be a few bad eggs. There always is. But I just think there's a movement coming. We'll see. Uh, well, anyway. Hopefully not a bowel movement. No, no. We don't want a bowel movement. That's why the, That's why you bring <laughs> chaperones. Nobody poop. Nobody poop. I'll right. tell your parents. Um, all right. Hey. And clean uh, up that tea. Yeah. It's not so, clean yeah. itself up. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, that made me nostalgic for when I was in high school. It also occurred to me that this month is February, which is Black History Month. And I remembered there was this book that I read when I was in high school um, by an author named Gloria Naylor. And the name of the book is Mama Day. Mm. And it was, I actually read it several times after I graduated, and, uh, you know, after college and whatnot. I, I, have, I made Chuck read it just recently. It is an excellent book. And it is, um, it's all fictional. It's sort of fantasy, but it's set in a fictional island off the coast of Georgia and South Carolina. And uh, it's, completely like exactly on the halfway mark between Georgia and South Carolina. Thus in this world, it's not part of either state Mm, and it's sort of that Island sort of owns itself because um, the, there was back in 1823, um, there was a woman who was a slave who sort of cast a spell over her owner and got him to will the land to her and her descendants. And so, Oh, interesting. Yeah, it, it's a, yeah, it, it's it's really it's a really really interesting book and it's it's set more modern day. The really cool thing about it is that she writes it in various perspectives. So it's written like parts of it are written in third person omniscient and parts of it are written in the first person, but it'll switch between which person is the first person perspective. Okay. Um, and it's e- it's easy to keep track of. Like you can tell who you know where where things are happening and and, and what's going on. But it, it moves quickly enough that it doesn't it doesn't leave you bored. You know, you don't, you're not like okay, yeah, all right, we're with George again. Uh huh. Okay, yeah, get on with it. <laughs> like by the time you're saying that, they've switched back over to another character or something. And so it's 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 really interesting. Um, and it's sort of I think it. I think it's fair to say that like the the culture in the book is sort of inspired by Gullah culture, mm-hmm. and um, 
and things like that. But it's it's really good. I really enjoyed it, and it's I think it's it's a really it's a really fun read. It's pretty easy read, but um, you know, because I read it in high school, but um, but it's I was gonna say it's this really came out in, in let's see eighty eight. It came out. I'd never heard of this. I love the I love the idea of uh, mixing some fantasy into a into a slavery tale. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. about that. I really like that. I'm gonna have to check well, and it out. It's really interesting because like almost the, the magic is where, you know, they, they, they are kind of reclaiming their power. Um, and they just have their own, their own space there. And they, and there's a guy who comes over from the mainland and they have to kind of tell him, no, no, this is how we do things here. You know? Huh. Interesting. And, um, so it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a great book. I, I really enjoy it. Really recommend it. Um, and I felt like it was a good opportunity to, you know, recommend sure. a, a black author since it's uh, it's Black History Month. Yeah, why the heck not? Yeah, for sure. This seems really great. There's a whole... Um, see, I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. She's got a bunch of books. I know I've heard her name before. Oh, mm-hmm. Women of Brewster's Place or Brewster Place. So that's a famous Brewster's novel. Place. Oh, yep. okay. That's why, why we, I know Gloria Naylor. I think we had mm-hmm. to read that at some point. Oh, really? Junior high or high school? I don't remember. It's an older book. Let's see. 82. It's her first book. I guess that's the one that really uh, brought her on the scene. And then she did a The Men of Brewster Place in 80 or sorry, 99, like a follow-up. I don't, I don't know what that was like. Uh, her last book was in 2005, a book called 1996, which I assume mm-hmm. has to do with the year 1996. I don't know. <laughs> safe bet. Yeah. Seems like a safe bet, right? Seems like I'm okay making that yeah. assumption. Yeah, uh, that's cool. All right, good recommendation. Gloria Naylor, go find uh, that book. It looks like it's available everywhere. Uh, easily yep. and uh, still in print, so you can and grab it now. Audiobook and and Kindle and everything. I got a link on uh, uh, Quick TMS for the uh, whole Amazon page where you can choose your format. Oh, nice! Passed, choose your adventure. Basically. Passed away in twenty six. Not, not available in that version, sadly. Yeah, passed, <laughs> passed away kind of yeah, young. I think that would be a little. That would be a little intimidating in that world. <laughs> I would be yes, like, I don't know what. I don't know what to choose here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a guy with an old whiskey still, and there's like an old woman who's kind of a shaman and it's like ah, you know i wouldn't yeah. know which way to go they had a so. tv show based on this women of brewster place deal oh yes. yeah here it is the women of brewster place 1990 television show it was just called brewster place and oprah had paid uh, was the producer yes hmm. yeah i, I never saw that. It. i think that's why that name's ringing so familiar to me anyway you that's awesome any of the um the deborah harkness stuff i have not but okay. i'm gonna write that down now okay deborah Hark- you guys know me. I'm I'm always on the prowl. For There's a lot of uh, magic, cool uh, fantasy kind of stuff too. That um, well, we'll connect to a future. It'll actually connect to a future recommendal of mine. Oh, that's all I'll say. really? Yeah. yeah. Brian giving us mad hints here on the show. Mad hints. Yeah, angry, like angry hints. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> board game as a kid. Mad hints. All right. Hey, uh, great job as always. Always good to have you on. Uh, anything else you want to mention or tell people about where they can find you, that kind of stuff? Sure. Yeah, you can always follow me. Uh, you know, I'm Red Fraggle 3 on all the places. Uh, Twitter, you have to spell it out. But on TikTok, it's, uh, it's just a letter. It's just a number three. And, um, you know, brought to you today by the letter three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, great. I uh, love it. 
brought yeah, to you yeah, today you can by the letter me on all three. The places. I was just on um, Wait You Haven't Seen with TV's Travis this past week. We talked about the movie The Apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was a lot of fun. I had technical difficulties on that show, too. So it's not just you guys. You um, know what's great about that show with <laughs> TV's Travis? He had me on as well. And we did the movie Wanted. Which I'd never hmm. seen the Angelina Jolie. Uh, That's what the bullets you can direct. Like yeah, you can the a little, yeah. And little English on that bullet. Yeah, yeah, based on a comic and all that. And so I thought, yes. well, I'll watch that. But because I did that with him and on, on his show, it's permanently in my head that we film sacked it. But we haven't. Yeah. I just yeah, think no, we have because it is a perfect film sack movie. But yep. uh, oh yeah, yeah. That, that movie is definitely sackable. Yeah, cause... can't get it out of my head. But he's a good yeah. guy. He'll probably be on one of those days. Brian's gone in uh, in. Uh, uh, May or March is when you're going. Uh, anyway, hey, that's great. Uh, have a fantastic week. I look forward to doing this next week. Thanks, yeah. me too. Bye now. All right, there she goes. <laughs> <laughs> She's off. She's off to land yes. of book reading. Let's get in. Yes. Um, let's I'll get in. Deborah Harkness. <laughs> trying to think if we got time for one of these. Mm, yeah, why not? We're gonna do okay. one news story, right. and it starts Which with this. One? Watch the news. Brian, who's this news brought to us by? It's brought to you by Luke Johnson, who's a patron who says season four of the Gilded Playlist is ramping up and will hit your podcast players in January. Each week, panelists and listeners anonymously throw five songs onto a playlist, and after some marination blind voting, we gather to see which songs are tossed aside and which received enough votes to return their place in the Gilded Playlist. Join us at thegildedplaylist.com. Nice. Jeez, Do we still have time for... Uh, yeah, we got time. We got time. Okay, good. Good. Uh, and, and it's a Vegas. Thegildedplaylist.com. The gilded nice. Go. There you go. There you go. Uh, this is a slot machine story in Las Vegas. We always, we always oh, like those. Oh, look at that. Appropriate. Yeah. yeah the website, good. by the way, for Viva TMS Vegas is up. There's no information on there except for that fun looping video of flying over old Las Vegas. Oh, but, good. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I like that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, slot machine in Las Vegas malfunctioned and did not tell a tourist that he won. The gaming board tracked him down and got him his winnings. So next time you think that they're just out to cheat you, sure, the house has an advantage every time. Mm-hmm. But if you think they're out to cheat you, they actually do good sometimes. They, they want, do. They this want. is a heartwarming story because the, the, the uh, casino could have easily said, Dump too bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. Whatever. But the gaming commission says nay. Um, after let's see, the tourist hit the jackpot on a slot machine last month. He was never informed due to a malfunction in the machine, <clears throat> according to gaming officials there in Vegas. Now, after an exhaustive search, the Nevada Gaming Control Board says they have identified the winner of nearly two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, January eighth, the man later identified as Robert Taylor. Uh, it, uh, let's see, played a slot machine in Treasure Island Hotel and Casino. Gross. Uh, yeah. <laughs> due, due to a communications error, according to the gaming officials, the slot machine malfunctioned, did not notify Taylor or the casino personnel that he was the winner. Uh, by the time the error was noticed, uh, they were unable to identify the man who was from out of state. Gaming board took an exhaustive search to make sure the man was awarded his prize. Uh, to identify him, here's what they had to do. They combed through hours of surveillance videos, several casinos that the guy visited, Uh, So they have video from all of that, interviewed witnesses, sifted through electronic purchase records, and even analyzed rideshare data provided by the Nevada Transportation Authority. Yep. Really? Yep. And one of the rideshare companies doesn't say who. Uh, Probably both. According to a news release. I say both. (laughs) Seriously. If you would have had a player's card, this could have been done in two minutes. Right. Exactly. Right. But he's like me. He's probably a dude like me. He's like, he came in, put a few bucks in something, said, ah, whatever, and walked away. Uh, but anyway, the jackpot winners determined to be Taylor. He is a tourist from Arizona. He's getting his money. What a nice, what a nice story, you know. The, the guy in Vegas got his money. 
What a nice story. All right. Uh, yeah, there's your no, story for the cool. day. It's pretty cool. I hope if I ever do this that they would track me down. That'd be nice. They would totally do. They would totally track you down. Yeah. And if, uh, this happened to my mom in um, in uh, Blackhawk, which is a uh, town. It's the gambling town closest to where I live. Oh. She, uh, she won something. She hit the cash out button. It... Um, it didn't spit out the paper ticket. She put the service button. Nobody came for like 10 minutes. She finally got up to go get somebody. Apparently, it did spit out a ticket after she left. Somebody took that ticket. Ooh. And when the people came back, it's like, no, it's, uh, the ticket's gone. But that's all right. We'll, we'll figure out who it is. And they analyzed yeah. security video and they found the person who took the ticket. They were still in the casino. Oh, I was going to bring it to the desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure someone on this planet would do that. But if you're going to do it, you do it right away. You do it right away, yeah. exactly. You don't hold yeah. on to it. That's just not the way, baby. Yep. Yep. Uh, break time. We're going to take one. When we come back, Wendy will be here. That's right. My sister's back with her uh, her uh, knowledge in the word, world and workings of uh, uh, social issues and uh, dealing with uh, your own personal stuff. She's a therapist is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. uh, she'll be here to talk about some of that. we got a question from a listener. That's all coming up right after this break where Brian has prepared a song. Yeah, this is another fun one from the UK. This is a band called Los Bichos, and we've played Los Bichos uh, before. What's great about this band is that they all have, they all come from different countries, different backgrounds. So you've got Turkish uh, psychedelica, you've got Argentinian cumbia music, you've got Peruvian chicha music, and a little bit of surf rock, and it's all combined into one song, and it's great. This whole album is really, really good. Uh, The brand new album is called Let the Festivities Begin. Just came out on City Slang, and big thanks to uh, uh, Catherine from Motormouth Media for letting me know about this one. Here is one of the first singles. We've actually played another track, an early advanced track from this album months ago. But uh, this is the, the brand new single. It's called The Link is About to Die. Here are Los Bichos.
just seen one way to meet an everyday situation. Was it the best way? Fisher Price presents The Adventure People. The morning stream. It's Toad's Fat. And we're back. That song once like, again was. Who I was like that? that groove right there. Yeah, it's pretty it's good, good too. right? It's groovy. Uh, yeah. The link is about to die by Los Bichos from their brand new album called "Let the Festivities Begin." I like. I like the sound of their jib. No, the cut yes. of their jib. Sorry, the cut of their jib. Or their jib sounds really good. Yeah, yeah as well. Giblets. All right, <laughs> we're gonna get uh, Wendy in here and see if we can yeah. get her to the call. She wasn't here last week either because Brian was sick and we didn't have. Because I was uh, sick, I wasn't here. Yeah, finally over that. I think I'm uh, as close to 100 percent as I'm gonna get. There you go. Uh, it took about. I, I never uh, get 100 percent, but uh, no, 100 percent is unreachable. I don't think anyone's yeah, ever hit it. Yeah, no, nobody's ever. 100%. I've never been. I've 100. percent What is he? What even is yeah, that? It's a dream world. Maybe when I was 12 or 13, maybe I was 100. percent Maybe, yeah. Not now. Forget it. All right, Wendy, no answer. Let's yeah. see why. Let's see if we can figure out why. Why is Wendy not answering? I don't know. I don't know. Then we get her. See, there she that's is. The thing. That's yeah. what gets her. Yeah. yeah, all I had to do is say it, and there she is. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hey. What's going on? <laughs> we we rang you a bunch of times and didn't get an answer, so we thought maybe something was wrong, but it appears it was just being weird on your end, and now you're good. You're you're here. I just had to go to the bathroom. Oh, well, all right. Oh, there well, you go. fine, <clears throat> if you have to. Look, take And your- you know, if you're like, if I just run, it'll be faster than texting, and then anyway. Yeah, yeah no, I feel you. Um, we're Johnsons as well. We all we all have to go to the bathroom at the least convenient times. That's how it works. Always. <laughs> it's yeah. true. 100% uh, true. That is 100% true. We get it from our mom. I don't know what she did, but genetically... Uh, if you say, hey, we need to run up the street and grab a thing, I'll go, okay, I got to pee. Like, And I didn't have to pee before that, but I suddenly have to pee. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, that could be a whole episode of its own. Let's get into today's uh, discussion. And we missed you last week, but, uh, you know, Brian was sick. We were out. Didn't oh, have Brian, you. Brian, you all right? Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. Fine now. Yeah, but, he's uh, good. Yeah, I had a cold. It was nothing nothing stronger than a cold, just a cold. Yeah, I did uh, did the double tests, and uh, they were all negative. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Did not bring home uh, any Cajun fried COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was he was yes. in uh, New Orleans, which we thought, well, maybe you, know, maybe you touched something, or who knows what you did, maybe. and then, yeah. hey, you're good. Oh, you probably yeah, still right. touched something, but it just wasn't COVID. I probably did still touch something. <laughs> I just didn't touch the thing that had COVID. I touched the thing that had cold germs. So. Right. Yeah, I licked, I licked the correct uh, doorknob. Yeah, if you're going to lick a doorknob, make sure it's one that doesn't have COVID on it. So <laughs> Nice work. So, um, well, all right. It's nice to have you here. I hope everything's good on your end. No COVID over there, right? You guys are good. You're all clear. Yeah, we're good. I, I, uh, I don't know why. Yeah. I guess we're <laughs> it feels rejecting. Like everyone got Omicron but us. Literally yeah. everyone I know. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Circle closes. Uh, but, I, I, you know, it's, well, one thing, uh, you know, vaccines do work. And at the very least, if you get it with Omicron, you still are having a less bad experience. So right. maybe you, you could have fought it off four it's or five possible. times now. All six of us just had no symptoms and had it. And there we are. But it's possible. I, I don't know. It's just strange. I know. I hate that are. feeling. I guess we that's could all happens. do, we could all do, uh, what is it, antibody testing and find out. But that's not like... Yeah. Cheap or easy. Pretend it's over. That's my plan. Is just pretending this. Pretending is it's all over. Oh, great! That'll, I'm sure that'll work. <laughs> that, that's how uh, you get rid of a pandemic. Yeah. That's how you handle it. Yeah, that's how you just ignore hundreds of thousands of deaths. Anyway, let's move on. Um, hey, we got an email uh, that we're going to read today, and uh, it's uh, it's a tricky one, but we're going to read it. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. So here it comes. Uh, this is from Anonymous. It says, hey, obviously Anonymous. Want to bring up a topic for Therapy Thursdays. Have you guys ever covered the concept of being raised slash indoctrinated into a religion and having to come to terms with that and what it means to you as you get older? If not, this is my spiel, he says. He or she says. Okay. Like I was raised as a very fundamentalist or fundamental Christian. Secular music is satanic. D&D is satanic. Scripture uh, being used as a way to control slash get your uh, sorry get your way sort of what get your way sort of household okay yeah like to get control get your Got way it. You, just a you oh it's a get your way sort of household sort of household gotcha. yeah it's yeah. a tr- there's there's some hyphens missing there that we need. there should be hyphens there yes yeah. or quotes or something yeah, yeah. there may be uh, hyphens. hyphens uh Sunday morning. <clears throat> Sunday morning was a way for my parents to bring us to church and show off how normal, in quotes, our family was and how good a mother slash father they were uh, to other people. They, uh, or the quote, how, or say, hey, look at how good we are sort of thing. Hence, uh, why we always were dressed to the nines. Uh, We were all very much Sunday Christians, as I truly believe my narcissist of a mother loved religion as a way to exude the most control over her children. And church was a good way to show everybody how she was. Anyway, as I get older, I have attempted to discover Christianity for myself. I have gone through the entire Bible cover to cover almost. That's interesting, almost. I wonder if he got hung up in that Songs of Solomon or something. Because that stuff's weird. Stuff's real weird in there. Anyway, and have really tried to subscribe to the mindset of what being a Christian is. Something has never sat right with me on this. And lately, Christianity has felt extremely suffocating to me. And I have felt some shame and guilt in the areas of my life that don't line up with the, quote, Christian Jesus-like, unquote, walk you should be walking. I'm now at this sort of impasse where I want to back the F up and take this whole thing with a massive grain of salt, especially considering everything else that's going on in life. I just, I won't go into detail. My family life has been enormously challenging and depressing. And feeling the guilt from my uh, from religion coupled with that has made my life quite miserable lately. I've decided I need to do what makes me happy, and taking a step away from Christianity seems to be freeing to me. The transition from indoctrination to own beliefs is tricky, and I want to eventually move from hardcore Christian slash religion to spirituality and what it means to me personally. Scott always says his uh, says his religion is how he treats people, uh, leaving a place better than you found it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is all dad stuff. Um, I would love some advice on how to navigate these waters. Sorry to drone on. It's been a hell of a year. Anonymous. Unfortunately, I think this earlier part in his email says not to get into too much detail. You would probably want more detail on that. I want lots more detail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As soon as I read that, I went, oh, that's the windy hole. So you're yeah. <laughs> how has family life been challenging <laughs> yeah. and depressing? Yeah, I exactly. need to know what you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's okay. It's okay. I get it. Like you're saying, you're revealing yourself and it feels like you're, just telling everything. And then you're like, ah, this is too much when really the therapist wants to know. I I also think, do you think your grandparents used to think, do you you think there's like a, um, I I could be wrong about this. I don't know how I, I I feel like there's a general sensibility about this right now that maybe is more than usual. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me feeling it, but there's a real disconnect now when you're, uh, you know, the pandemic has had a way of magnifying this where people, behave a certain way and you can easily in, in other times assume that, Oh, well that's just them being churchy and normal and that's fine. And that's great and good for them and whatever. And then something like this happens. And then somebody like that, who you thought was maybe, um, you know, as religious as they portrayed themselves to be, will say and do things that are hundred percent counter to the things they say they believe in, you know, that hypocrisy 
at least as you perceive it, starts to just fall out of everybody during a time where people are picking sides and there's weird tribalism about, you know, even simple stuff like masks or vaccines or whatever. And then suddenly you're like, well, you used to sort of act like you were acting, you know, you were behaving like Jesus, but now you, 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 there's no way he's doing this. Like, I don't see, I can't see Jesus in a red hat at an anti-vax rally yelling horrible things at people across the way. It just doesn't, it just doesn't match up. But there you are every Sunday pretending like you're this thing. I think it's just been so much easier in the last couple of years to see that in a starker relief than we have before. And I, I feel like that's a little bit of what this person is describing. Yeah, totally. And there's also just a general trend that happened pre-pandemic, but I think also has been accelerated I mean, first we should note America is special, right? Like we think we are. <laughs> it really is, and special means lots of things. But uh, we're special in this regard. We are um, amazingly. Uh, <laughs> we're good at this kind of thing. In that, like, we really want to think we're awesome, right? Like, lots of people are this way. It's not sure. just Americans, but we want to, we, you know, we're awesome. And then you show us any data that shows we're like, not as awesome as we think. We're like, no, we have eagles, you know, like we're better. <laughs> we um, and that is not unique to Americans, but we have a special sauce of that. I should, I should probably say. And then yeah. Christianity is America is, has historically been a very Christian nation. Mm-hmm. Um, we thank goodness some early Folks were like, we need to really separate this from the state because that is where problems have always happened. Yeah. Um, and, you know, holding that line is really important. And, you know, anyone who wants to break that line is delusional that their religion is the one that's going to be picked. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh, they'll pick mine. Yeah. Yeah, no, they won't. What if they pick any of the religions you also hate? Uh, then you wouldn't want the religion. And, you know, so we have, a, we have our own history with this that is is interesting. So someone may be hearing this who was not raised, um, you know, in a, in that type of environment in a Christian way, but maybe some other religion or even just some other family culture way or sort of different kind of culture, cultural way. Um, I, I have a client that lives in Saudi Arabia and just absolutely lost her mind at a bank the other day because they wouldn't let her withdraw money from her own account without her husband standing there. Yeah. And that is cultural norms. Yeah. It is tied up in religious norms as well. Mm. And and the government and the, the, the religion and the state have zero separation there. In, and she just lost her bonker. She just said, I turned full Karen. And she's like, and and he could literally get kicked out of the country if she behaves badly or gets a speeding ticket. Like, yeah. there's a lot going on in there that is, woo! And you go, oh, yeah, I kind of like that we can all just fight here freely and no one goes to jail. <laughs> you know, like it... Ah, the the comparison. So I just wanted to point out, like, this is a very specific to the United States feeling. And obviously there's other countries and other places that this can happen to. But we have a special form of this. And and one thing to note is that, you know, there's a lot of money that gets made in this department, too. Um, because churches in America are tax exempt. So they're not paying property tax. They're not paying sales tax. They're not paying all sorts of taxes that the rest of us pay. And which I think is... On one hand, it's to encourage, and on the other hand, it's corrupting, right? Yeah. Like, so it's a tricky ball of wax in a lot of in a lot of forms. And what this person is describing is a family life that. Um, well, before I say that, let me say one last thing. The trend. This is what I was getting at. The trend has 
de- like slowly been dipping of people not coming to church anymore or not claiming their religious identity as anything specific, like I'm a Catholic or I'm a Lutheran or something. Um, gosh, and I, gosh, more, I wonder oh. why. I wonder why they would want to distance themselves from the toxicity of their, of their. you know what I mean? Like, I, I, this is right. not shocking to me at all, this trend. It makes perfect sense. No, 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 not at all. And it was definitely happening. And then it. I think the acceleration, uh, you know, I think a pandemic really kicks that into high gear too when you can't attend church and you were kind of thinking you maybe didn't know if you wanted to go anyway, <laughs> you just get to stop. Um, so I think, you know, I don't know all the numbers from that, but I do know the decline has been through all age ranges, but especially younger people. Right. Yeah. So if you think of what happened in the last, I don't know, 20 years that would give anybody more access to information about things, you know, the internet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you work in a system, <laughs> a system where, uh, you know, you you take abusive um, priests and you find out that there were cover-ups and that, you know, all these things you thought were just like so great in your childhood or part of the your family culture or 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 all the positive experiences maybe you had. Um, suddenly they get tainted. That can be really difficult for folks. And so they're sort of grappling with things maybe a generation ago. They just had no access to information that would make them grapple. And it just became so, sort of, this is their people and their tribe and they don't think twice about stuff. They just kind of do what they do. So I think that's a big piece. I think another piece is people moving around a lot more. And so their, um, their exposure to other thinking as well as like, you know, they're not in a small town where everyone goes to church on Sunday and they know if you're not there, like there isn't quite the same social pressure. So you have a lot of dynamics happening and then you have a lot of like, reality checks that are occurring like this emailer. So we'll, we'll narrow it down to, to his or her specific experience, which is I was raised in a particular family with a particular take in a particular religion that felt suffocating, felt um, cult-like, like you're in, you can't leave, you're, this is everything. And then it's wrapped around mom's need for approval and accolades and here's the truth we could pop religion out of this story and just put it like change it with the country club or change it with the school or the mom's group or whatever right like you you get a narcissistic based kind of personality raising children they're going to find whatever it is that helps them look good and feel good and etc now we throw narcissism around a lot i don't know if this person's mother was actually a narcissistic it was narcissist but maybe narcissistic like um and or incredibly insecure or you know whatever else was going on but it didn't sound like kind of figuring things out for yourself was very valued yeah and that's what the internet has provided right figure this out for yourself now we can see that it can be dangerous because yeah, not all information is correct on there. Exactly, yeah. right? And religion is <laughs> particularly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and how, prove religion to me. Ready, go. Either of you. Can't, Any, can't anything be done. religion's ever said. Can't what be is, done. Like life after yeah. death. That's the, whole, that's the whole point of it is if you can't, then you just say, uh, now look, I know I'm going to get I'm emails. I'm translating the Bible this way. Oh, I'm transla- translating well, it that way. Well, even yeah. that, like no matter what you say, I could say to you right now, um, I my, my own religion, it's called bugaboo and here's my here's what i believe i believe that this controller i'm holding my hand can hover five feet above the ground all the time and it speaks to me (laughs) and when it talks to me it tells me what to do with my life and the other day an apple also opened up and inside was a diamond now i could tell you all of that 
And you'd say, well, I need a citation, please. I need to see some proof of that. And I'd say, well, you got to have faith. That's the answer. And right, that's, right. that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of belief and the curse of belief. Yeah. I don't begrudge anybody for belief, whatever their belief is, you have it and it's fine, whatever you're going to do. But it, in every single case, the answer always comes down, well, I can't show you, you have to just believe. That's just it. And whether that offends you or doesn't offend you, I think it just depends on how, I don't know, it shouldn't offend you because that is it. That's all it is. And you may have, somebody may be hearing this and going, well, I have a firm faith. Great. That's great. But you still have a thing I can't see or he can't or she can't see. Nobody can show you. And so you've got this automatic out every time. And it and it's a little infuriating because what's changed in my life is I used to, when I was younger, I'd know people who I thought seemed very faithful in that they... They really, you know, really held a strong belief and it reflected in their in their actions. And, you know, it was a it was a positive attribute to those people. But I see people now who just use it as this standard get away with it card to say, well, I, I'm a believer in what this. OK, well, what does that mean? Well, I don't have to tell you it's faith. I, it's faith you have to have faith. You don't have any faith. Like, it's just such a tool now. And I hate it. So there's Scott's opinion. Enjoy. <laughs> there's Scott's trigger button. Here. Yeah, enjoy my trigger button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I think you know one one aspect of understanding that is that um, it's really hard to understand motive, right? Like, what is somebody's actual motive? If I have experienced something that I can't explain, that is life altering for me. Um, and I want to share that with other people. Like, that's the best version of this, right? Um, but it's also like m my experience, and I, I think everyone else can be like me or should be like me. We start to get in trouble. And that's very human, right? Like, oh, it's not so bad. And it's not until you've been through something that you really wake up to like, oh, whoa, that is so bad. I can't believe someone else has gone through this before. Um and you have a, a new sense of empathy and understanding and that sort of humility of like, yeah, I guess I know nothing, right? And so when that's lost in, in, and can be pretty easily in organized religion and can be pretty easily when there's power dynamics at play or whatever, you know, it can get pretty dang toxic. And when a family needs structure and identity, and it's all the stuff we need, right? We all need structure. We all need identity. We all need to feel belong that we belong. We all need to feel safe, loved. Religion guarantees some awesome prize after this life. Like, let's just all, like, this is great. And and old timers will go, yes, that's how it was when I was a kid. Well, that's because nobody knew, nobody questioned it. And maybe someone snuck away. And then we just ostracized that person or thought, well, that's crazy, Jerry. He just took off. I don't know. Right. And that's because you lived in a small town or because that, that unit was so strong strong and it served everyone and everyone's feeling good. Well, when you start to see cracks in things and it doesn't feel good or you, you don't feel safe, you don't feel like you belong, you feel like you're the odd man out, like, you know, this stuff starts to fall apart. And that is, you know, just the reality of, of so where this is. Um, and so you take this guy's experience. I think it's a guy. Sorry, I'm just going to stick with that. Sure. Um, I think it is too, for the record. But, I'm just, not sure. but just this idea of like, you got to tease apart what's mom stuff, what's religion stuff. And his, his idea of 
I need to back all the way out of this for a minute is a really good one. Because to some extent, you have to sort of start over. Once you start deconstructing everything in your life that you was just given to you, right? It was like, this is what it is. This is what you believe. This is how we act. This is what we do every week. Um, and and there was not a lot of room for your your own opinion or that you couldn't influence that in any way or ask certain questions. Like kids pick up the, on that quickly. Um, and, you know, they can pick up on hypocrisy quickly too, right? They can just sort of smell it. It's like dogs and kids can smell it. And and so then it just doesn't feel awesome. So then, then suddenly you're an adult going, okay, well, the construct with how I think about how things work and, you know, it's my place in life and religion's place in my life it's really hard to deconstruct that and just like know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend what, you know, following through with like backing out and starting over and figuring out what really matters to you. But, but maybe it have some help in the deconstruction part. So you're not sort of floundering and just going to find another place that just feels good for a minute, you know, but you really do the work and this is just human, right? We could again, replace religion with other words, like, you know, understanding your family dynamic, understanding why your relationships keep falling apart, understanding why you don't trust yourself. Right. You know, and you may find the threads that lead back to the culture of the church you belong to as a child or the family you belong to as a child or the literal physical neighborhood you belong to as a child you know, what messages were you being given? Because a fish doesn't know it's in water until you take it out and you go, see, you're in water. And it's mm. incredibly challenging and painful and ego destroying and all the things you thought were safe and good. And this is what the irony ultimately is, is when somebody questions or struggles it within a community that doesn't value struggle or questioning, um, everyone kind of doubles down because it's terrifying and they're not, I don't think they're always conscious of that, but it would be really scary to think of losing everything. Right. And that's what that means for, for some folks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can like watch someone escape a cult and just be like, wow, that's amazing. And like hear their story and the people, there are designated therapists and counselors and professionals that work with folks who have, gotten out of some of these situations because it is so intricately like it's the need is so great to do good work and helping them. Right. Yeah. Because they were really in, in such a difficult place. I'm not saying everyone's in a cult if they're in a religion, but I am saying there are cult aspects to every kind of group you belong to yeah. because it's groups. Cult, cult groups the definition of cult is that, right? It's just group of like-mindeds or whatever the definition is. Yeah. It's not even like necessarily a nefarious definition. It's just, you know, yeah. you you if you're if you're in a really awesome group of D and D players that play every weekend and you love it and you just live and breathe it together and you can't wait to be together to do it, you're kind of a you're a cult and not in a pejorative way. You're just yeah. you're that's what you are and it's okay. You and know? if it gets dodgy because now you have to like drip blood in a bowl every time you walk in to play the game and then they uh you know take your identity. I mean, you know, it gets worse yeah. if you're in an actual yeah. cult. Yeah. But you're right. It's at its core. We're all sort of whatever we belong to, whatever groups we associate with, there is this aspect of my identity is wrapped up in this, which is why, you know, divisiveness is just so easy to find when we over-identify with belief, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this great podcast, and now I can't remember where it's, it might be the, ah, I don't know, but 
Uh, it was about policing and um, racial issues and what we always do. And I am really annoyed. Can I just vent for half a second? You, I am really yeah, annoyed. please vent. <laughs> I'm really annoyed. I, I, we are watching the Olympics. I, we might be the only ones, but we're having a lot of fun watching it. And um, I just want to strangle every single reporter who asks the same ridiculous questions about the person's emotional, mental situation. I get that that's like the hot topic because that's the, the angle to take, but I think they've always done it. And I think it is incredibly reckless and unbelievable that we're asking an 18 year old, just like these questions. It makes me so mad. I can't like, give me it. an example <laughs> of a question. It'd be like, cause they're talking about like, Oh, you're, Ninety uh, percent of this event is mental, and so tell us about your mental. You mean like that kind of thing, or yeah? Okay. And then, and then oh. when they, it's the, I think it's the generic question that drives me nuts. Of, yes. Hey, how did you feel when you got that gold medal? It's well, like, how, how do you think I felt? Yeah, feel? like right. I was a little disappointed. Uh, honestly, I thought it'd be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, part of me is like, what could we replace this with? Because I get the yeah. point of it, but I yeah. also just think, can we not ask the eighteen-year-old who just accidentally missed the gate on the super G and cannot uh, is not going to win. Like, what was that like? It's like, I've spent every minute of my life to be in this moment. What do you think it was like? Like, it's just <laughs> so maddening and I get it, but I don't get it. And I think, okay, what can we replace it with? The person can just stand at a mic and say, this is just what I want to talk about. Like, I love no asking questions. Mm -hmm. Don't ask any questions. Just let me talk or not. I think most would just walk away. Right. That what would happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I forgot why I'm on that rant. Because um, <laughs> he just sense. felt like letting it rip. You just I get it. it. Yeah, that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, I've nothing. Just been feeling that. Nothing wrong uh, with that. I don't know now. It's a very Johnson. It's a Johnson trade as well. It's a Johnson trade as well. I need to pee. And what was I talking about? There's a lot of that going on. Um, so well, let me can, let me throw this at you just real quick about yes, this person's please. email. If they, um. This this feeling, I think a lot of people can relate to this. There's there's a feeling that can come to people when they get to I don't know. It, maybe it comes with age, but you hit a certain age and you're like, you start to feel a little bit like a lot of what you quote unquote believe is Santa Claus for adults, and then you start to resent that, or you go all in. Like, yeah. I'm not even, I'm not, this is not me saying you're all thinking, you're all believing Santa Claus. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you've made a decision at some point because the conflict comes up in your head where you're, you can either call it a, a challenge of faith or you can call it a uh, awakening to truth or whatever you want to define it as. That may lean you one direction or another by defining it one way or the other. But what I'm saying is when you reach that moment, people either get into a, 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 a rejection of what they have been taught their for their whole lives, or they go all in on it out of fear of rejecting it. Is that, am I right about That's that? Really, totally great point. Totally great point. And like Leonard Cohen said, if there's no cracks, there's no light that gets in, right? Like cracking of what your childhood mind believed wholeheartedly should happen. Like you should have some experiences or, or you're in a bubble. Like what, first of all, and don't even get me started on what actual Christianity should be teaching. If it follows what Christ did, which was like, 
way different than how most Christians practice. This right? is my, you just, you just basically summed up my entire frustration with it all. Like it's just completely pisses me off in every possible way. And why people always, you know, say, Oh, you talk about a gospel of Blaine. Cause it was all about, you know, what you do and how you treat other people. And that was kind of it. And yeah, that is what I believe. And I think it's as important as anything. And I had somebody email me the other day and say, I've heard you mention this on the show. And I just want you to know none of this works. Our actions mean nothing. It's all about the, if you will truly want to be saved, he was doing one of his whole, you know, (laughs) you you can't pay your way into heaven. And I said, what an awesome way to live though, to just think if you could say it out loud once and then, and then claim that's your belief, that's all you got to do. Yeah. If freaking, freaking F that guy, I was so, I was so annoyed with him and I know he may even be listening right now and I'm sure he's a nice guy and we'll hang out and we'll be friends. He seemed like a totally nice guy, but I think he missed the point. Uh, when I grew up, there was a common saying, what was it? Um, uh, it's, is it biblical? By their fruit, you shall, you shall know them. Basically, the idea is if you're a good tree, you're making good fruit. And good yeah. fruit means you're productive and you're making a good impact. You're making a difference. Mm-hmm. And if it's mm-hmm. shriveled up shitty fruit, then you're not such a good tree. And you can pretend to be a nice right. tree. I'm a great tree. Yeah, I'm the, the Lord's chosen tree. doesn't need to tell tree. you it makes good fruit. No. <laughs> the tree just needs to make the great fruit. And I just, I cannot, I cannot abide by this concept that... How many, how many plums? <laughs> you neither take plums nor leave plums, Brian. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard <laughs> that. Um, but, I, but this idea that you can just... I don't, I don't want to get into specific dogma here or anything because it's not really my point. I, I All I'm saying is if I see somebody who's not religious at all stop and offer help to someone in need, and I see somebody who's suited up, ready to go to church, you know, does all the, the bows and amens and does all the stuff, but does not stop to help that person, sorry, it's backwards. This other guy's the religious guy for in the definition I'm talking about, not you in the suit with the fancy car thinking you're somehow Mr. Hotshot at your local church. Freaking F off. Like, I, I'm telling you, if the people that claim that hide behind the Jesus flag in this country, okay? Oh, I'm gonna get emails, man. Yeah, I'm just preparing for this. <laughs> but the people it, the it. people that Wait, hide behind before that. Before you go there, before yeah. you go there, let me say this. And this is a good caveat for every, like every one of us does this in some form. Of it course. Is, so, so, of course. So when you're telling your boss, your boss is like, you know, I'm just excited to listen, to f- hear the ideas you're all having and, you know, blah, blah, and then talks for 45 minutes straight and doesn't let anyone talk. And then you say, <laughs> hey, you know, maybe you could listen right now. And they're defensive. I mean, that's the same version of this. No, like, no, no. You're totally right. Thing. You're totally right. You're totally right. It's not exclusive to religion for sure. It's really just a mastery over. But that business is not tax exempt and can do as much. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the other thing. But <laughs> but uh, your tax exempt status plays a big role in this. But my, my point is like the battle is that is to be better at that. So t- for that boss to be a better listener and less of a talker for yeah. uh, that guy to be less quick to say, I think that guy cut me off and instead pay attention to his own driving. You know, the, the battle isn't, the battle isn't, um, one, nobody's won it. It's just this process. And yeah. it's, you know, it's the whole, Correct. it's not about the, the battle, it's the war. So you're working toward a, an ultimate end. I hate the war. I hate the, you know, the war comparison kind of sucks, but the point is like, like you want to be better at, at life and you're not going to be perfect at it. You're going to screw up all the time. And, 
you know, I'm one of those people or I'm not as good of a listener as I am a talker and I need to be better at that. That's a great, that's, I'm glad you brought that one up because that's one I have to work on. I don't think anybody should be claiming they're perfect at anything. Um, that's part of my whole point here. But I guess what I'm saying is if you're looking for my respect, you just saying that if you, oh, back to my original point, a lot of people that hide behind that flag now do it as this default. Oh, well then I, you're fine. Cause you're, you, oh, you're, you, uh, you're a God fear and whatever. That's fine. I guess then you, uh, thinking poor people suck is okay. And I just want, here's what I want. I want all those people in a room and for the Jesus they all claim to follow to show up and tell them how they're all doing it backwards. <laughs> That's what I want. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. because until that day comes, they'll keep doing it backwards because it's easy sure. and it's an excuse and they can get away with it. And they think they're justified, and they and I'm not. I'm I'm not, I'm pretty sure a lot of those people really truly believe they're justified in whatever bad behavior they're doing because they've somehow twisted it around to be this way. Um, and I hate it. I hate it. Like it just. See, okay, I remember my it. point from a long time ago. Oh, Woo! good. We brought okay. it back. I knew we'd get there. It took so long because <laughs> I was talking about another podcast that I didn't uh, remember, and it was about policing and and racial stuff. And um, this researcher, it was amazing because he's like, listen, everyone, when there's a shooting and when, you know, police kill another person with a no-knock warrant in Minneapolis, then we all ask ourselves, is the cop a racist? And that is the wrong question. Does he believe, because you ask anyone right now, anyone, are you racist? And if they say yes, it's the only one being like straight up honest about it. But every single human has racial biases because that's how the human brain works. Right. Now, are you working on them? Have you exposed yourself to other people so that you are less racist? Are you, you know, sure, lots of versions of that. But most of us have biases without questioning them. We just have them, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he had made this great point of like, we don't we don't need these police departments to find just the bad egg that's the racist cop that does all the bad stuff. It's the actual way everything works that allows a person to behave in certain ways and their bias shows through. So you, so then what we do is we put cops on trial to find out if they believe what they believe. Do you yeah. think black people are bad? No, I have a black best friend. Okay. <laughs> then how come you have killed multiple unarmed black men? Yeah. Well, it's because they threatened me. Well, that's by its very nature, you know, a, a racist thing. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to I don't understand all of it, but I just thought, wow, what a great shift in perspective to stop thinking in terms of that belief is the end. And this is very individualistic Americanism. Right. Which is what I believe trumps what everyone else thinks, feels and, you know, whatever. Like my belief is I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm hmm. Because you can believe in Scott's weird religion where he floats an orange off an apple off the ground. Now I can't remember. It's so complicated. Oh, is this controller? It was a it's a game controller I have in my hand. It floats both. There we go. Exactly, right? And so so sort of looking at the greater good Mm -hmm. can be is is much more difficult. Right? When it's all about, well, how does this affect me? And that's because we have a processing a process in our brain which is self-referential. How does this impact me? What makes me nervous? Why do I feel unsafe? And this is why when every kid grows up differently in every different scenario, they have certain things that make them feel safe and certain things that don't. And sometimes as they get older and realize some things about their childhood, they never realized because they were fish in water that they didn't know they were in. 
they start to have to evaluate some of these things. And I think that's what's happening here for this person is, you know, maybe maybe his Christian upbringing is getting all the attention and it's really more more deeply held things. Mm-hmm. And so pulling that apart can be really important to see what is what. So when someone has been traumatized in a certain culture or family, um, you know, we always want to find, I mean, think about just your, 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 when something bad happens, don't you just want to know whose fault it is? Yeah. Like we, we're so built to like, well, what was his intention? Yeah. Or, you know. And you don't want to be the it, one that, that it's at fault. That's the other thing. <laughs> if it's you, they're pointing fingers at, uh, you immediately are in a exactly, defensive position. Exactly, right? Yeah. That's all human tendency showing up all over the place. And then we just add a layer of belief on top of it that can be really convoluted. So the part he didn't say much about was the family dynamic, just that it's yeah. a hot mess, right? Yeah. So if this was a client coming to me, first of all, I'd listen to all the things and then I would say, all right, let's start with the family stuff because you're going to go try to fix your belief system that is so integrated with the trauma and the dysfunction in your in your life maybe that, you know, we're trying to patch up an outside thing, though it feels so big mm-hmm. and scary and all of those things, like, let's start smaller and start a little more inward. Like, what else has happened? What is going on? You know, sort of exploring that. So that would be my advice is, yeah, take a step back from everything and do some work to figure out what's going on. You you may have to de- deconstruct all sorts of parts of your life. Um, I think it's it's easier because it's socially more acceptable to deconstruct your religious life um, and have that be the focal point when that might just be the tip of an iceberg, actually. And you may miss doing that other important work um, mm. because this feels, you know, but but go back 50, 60 years when there was no social reason that would benefit you ever to walk away from your church community mm-hmm. because that's where you were going to get married, get buried, uh, get all your benefits have everyone love you and take care of you. Right. And now there's a lot more options. And so you don't maybe have some of that, but did it mean those there was functional, awesome things happening for people? No, mm. there, there's never been the case where everyone's just lo- hunky door and doing great. No, that time never, um, that time never existed. Like this thing no. I'm saying about, it's all about the battle, not the war. It's always the process. That's hello. It's literally the human condition all the way down to the individual. Like you're all, right. we're all doing it. I don't care who it is and how they claim they're not. You know, you could be Tony Robbins. I don't care, man. You got problems. Whatever it is Tony Robbins is doing, it's, I don't want to know. But <laughs> I, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to accuse people of things that are untoward. What I mean is, well, actually, I think he was accused of something bad. But anyway, the point he is. Was, he was, yeah. Was he? yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but these surface veneers are what I dislike the most. And people always say, yeah. well, one of the things I like about the Frog Pants Network and the people you work with and the co-hosts and yourself is that you guys just seem like you are who you are. Yeah. And for good or for bad, like maybe, yeah. you know, you may not like it, but we just are who we are. And we're not pretending to be anything we're not. And off air, this is us on air. This is us. And for for whatever reason, we've been able to carve out some monicum of 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 success. And, you know, I, I feel like that's that's been good. But my point is it's made me more aware of veneer than anything in this world. Like I just see it everywhere I go and you just go Ugh, surface level stuff. But then again, I look at myself and go, yeah, Scott, but you wake up in the morning and you see that mole on your head and you're like, man, if I could just dig that out with a spoon, I would. Cause I hate that thing. It shows up on camera. Well, what is that? That's veneer. 
you know, yeah. or me worrying about the one tooth that's missing in the back. Should I get an implant? Shows up on camera sometimes. I'm worried about veneer. Like it's just part of us to do that. It is. And my point is just, I don't know, freaking fight it. And, and, and for whatever reason, during a pandemic and political upheaval, where I live and in this country right now has just made that stuff more obvious everywhere and in places you maybe didn't expect it from people you didn't expect it from. And that makes it harder to deal with. And his, this listener's case, you know, growing up with a certain uh, idea that already conflicted with what he was experiencing at home. I mean, I, I can only imagine that, that that just feels really bad. Like, I think you and I were lucky. We grew up in a house where mom and dad were kind of what mom and dad were, warts and all. And they didn't really pretend to be anything else. And so, especially dad, he was just, you know, he was dad. And he, he also like openly talked about hypocrisy and how problematic it is. So yeah. it wasn't like we didn't know, walked around thinking the world was like, oh, it's all good. And then it cracked open. Right. Like, oh, that never happened. Problems. We knew there were cracks. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there was, there was that kind of honesty about him, which I really liked about it growing up. And I appreciate it about it. The older I get, the more I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how, if you, if you didn't experience that, I don't know how, I, th- this is that case, right? I don't know how, well, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help them. I don't know how to help them. So never, one thing everyone should know is Scott does not talk about poop and farts in real life as much as he does on the show. Well, <laughs> uh, least, I've had dinner with him. I <laughs> seemed like there was still a lot of poop talk being thrown around. All right. Um, Carter will confirm. And, and, yeah. And you could take, you know, people who are just like, yes, yeah, see, here's the problem with religion. It is not the problem with religion. Because if, uh, if I uh, go to a TED Talk and I say, is this not your church, people in here? Is this not church for you? It is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like everyone, at, you name it, d d it's your church. Like we can find everyone's church where they feel excited hopeful, happy, they're getting what they need out of it. Or in some cases they're, they're miserable and feel like, you know, it's the way to keep them from not burning in hell, whatever. Everyone's got their same form. So it's not, here's the problem with religion. Yes. Do problems come from religion as humans practice it and create it for sometimes ill and force it on others. But everything is that it's really just the human problem. And then we show it up in in different forms. Are we more dangerous sometimes when we when we collect ourselves in ideology? Heck yeah! Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> we do, and so that's why you know anything can you know get dangerous. And so so the, all of that said, I, I want to point out just one more thing for this person. Like, there's a lot of pain here, right? We can talk about this like bigger structures and you know ways to understand it, and that that's typically talking around the actual pain. Right. Um, Because that's what we do. We use our front of our brains, which is the most newly developed to rationalize, to reason, to think through, to save ourselves, save the very deep parts of us from being terrified of death and being terrified that everything we love could go in a second. And also a bear could eat us. Right. Like that. That's what this this these structures typically are for. And when things start to sort of unravel, you know, that pain and what it's the, the difficulty of being a human and being in these complex relationships. This is where getting help, getting compassion, compassion for yourself. Like this is going to take work just naturally. You, you can't order this online and get it. 
You can't. No. I mean, this is this is work you have to do yourself. And I, I think I would throw out one suggestion for reading material is to find others who have written an actual book. And I get that you can just find this in a couple tweets, but I prefer someone who took the time to get it published. <laughs> Um, just means they had to think about it maybe a little longer than 45 minutes. Um, Hardcover or Kindle? Uh, how uh, far do we need to Kindle. go here? Just okay. needs to be, and, and <laughs> kind of olden days. I'd prefer gotcha. some a little yeah. older. Yeah. So, for example, one with Christianity specifically that, that is C.S. Lewis's writing about doubt. And, and you know, he, I think he became a Christian later. Then his wife died, and he was just like, ah, maybe everything sucks, and this isn't, you know, like, what about reading someone else who's had this journey before you, or better yet, if you can't find something to write, better yet, reading is if you can't find a real person. Find a real person that has, you can respect and connect with and understand. And this is obviously why the internet is like good and evil, right? Mm -hmm. You can find people to help support you as you figure some of these things out. Um, support groups still provide support. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of pain and a lot of things to work through. So don't do it alone. Um, and that's what really is the, the biggest wound here, often in cases where people are doubting whatever their, their origin or tribe is, is that they're really alone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you take the, I mean, let's modernize this outside of religion. You take people who've spent the last couple of years preaching the anti-vax gospel and then having to face real hardship because of it or being rejected and losing everything and then, you know. I know I'm speaking of a particular case of this man who like that he built his life around what Trump was saying. And then Trump gets vaxxed and he's like, what if I built my life? I've lost family and like a reevaluation, right? Because you can, you can drop everything. Cause we value some of this of like, stand up for yourself and do your own research. And like <laughs> you, you know, individualism, your rights over everything else. And then you know, let's follow these stories in the long run and, and, and losing and being disconnected is really damaging to the, to a human being. This is why we glom on so hard to things mm -hmm. is we just can't be alone. And it's scary. So, so funny. It always comes back to that Simpsons quote for me. I always think of it where, uh, uh, it's it's two it's not even two main characters it's it's uh lenny and who's the other guy carl lenny and carl who work at the plant with homer and lenny and carl did something together and got it done and carl goes or no lenny goes uh, we got it done with teamwork and carl mutters or lenny mutters or i think it was carl carl mutters yeah my teamwork like there's something that, that that stuck with me so hard. I know that it's just a dumb cartoon and everything, but there's something about yeah. that lesson of, yeah. you know, it's impossible for people to, to not do this. It feels like where they're like, yeah. well, yeah, my blah, 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 or our blah, 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 or whatever. Some of the chat room said it very, very good. I think I Fleming said, especially uh, in, when a particular ideology makes a point of directly saying your group is objectively better than everyone else's group. Yeah. It's dangerous. And leaving that behind is disorienting and essential. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree because with you're that. you're now cavorting with all the enemies. And you're like those atheists are supposed to be the worst. And turns out they're some of the kindest, best humans you've ever met. What do you do? Yeah. Well, you mm -hmm. deconstruct everything and figure out what, you know, you have to heal, grieve, I mean, I just before this had a call with someone who is grieving as she is leaving her, the faith of her childhood and 
I mean, we are having to proactively grieve all of the things. It's incredibly distressful. So, so when people are just like, ah, they're just, they just want to go sleep with all the ladies or whatever, <laughs> like whatever their way to just not actually see the other person as human or understand or ask questions. I mean, again, it's, this is why tribes are what they are and will always be is like, how do I stay safe? Well, I conform or I, I don't leave or I, I don't put myself at risk. And so th- some of the bravest people in the world are the ones that are questioning the culture they live in. I, I mean, I talked to a couple 18 year olds who are just like, should we really think about capitalism? And I'm like, whoa, if I was 18, I would not even have had that thought. No, <laughs> yeah. This generation, wow. di- they're different. They're they different. are not different. They've always been this way when you're 18. That's just this yeah, but when again. you were when, new. when you were eighteen, though, what were you asking? I wasn't Let's asking have a that. Good time. I, I was, was like, well, "How can I pay money to a college to work for the man?" Yeah, I was. That's, that's I, you know, saying. all I was thinking about is: is there a way for me to sleep on the roof in the sun and watch videos all day and not do anything <laughs> and still make a living? Yeah, all right. You're right that there's that difference. And again, yeah. in the internet, like, what do you do when you know things? Yeah, right. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard when you know things and you know more know things. things. The key. To just go back to living in our villages with our own tribes, this would really help. <laughs> yeah, let's get let's get Hamlets back. I want Hamlets again. Yeah, where are the Hamlets? Yeah, get some Hamlets. Right. The only problem with Hamlets is nobody knows how to make roads around them, and then you end up with London, which is just a freaking spaghetti mess. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no one knows how to do oh, it. Carter and I were just talking about that. that. Um, all right, well, this is all good. I hope that uh, the uh, listener will let us know how things go um, and uh, yeah. follow up. Let us know. Hopefully, uh, your journey through this is one of uh, both enlightenment and kindness and I don't know. I usually find this when I'm frustrated. I'll usually text Wendy and go, what do you do when a bear, 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 bear? And she'll go, usually go help somebody and like forget about that and do something for somebody else. That'll take care of it. And she's right. It does. It always works. So let the gospel of Blaine wash over you. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, good stuff. Wendy, anything going on with realstops.org you'd like to mention yes, or promote? please. Go to realstops.org. Sign up. We are starting uh, February 28th. Um, the next, this, like, we call it the spring round. So it's six weeks. Starts fe- uh, February 28th. And we have so much fun things happening. I'm super excited. So please. Yeah. And if you have questions, you can email me at admin at realsteps.org and I'm happy to answer any of them. Um, Excellent. See you. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, It's Wendy, everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. Bye now. All right. You too. Bye. 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 All right. Well, that was a raucous episode of uh, Wendy's Therapy Thursday. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Uh, That's good. Yeah. Hey, we're uh, we're gonna get out of here. Before we do, though, I assume there's a Coverville today. There will be. Yeah. After uh, last week's break uh, due to cold, uh, we're back today with uh, two birthdays celebrating Axl Rose, who's only sixty but looks like seventy-three, and uh, singer Melanie, not one of the Spice Girls, not Melanie Chisholm, not Melanie Brown, just plain Melanie or Melanie Safka, if you really want to get technical. Mm. Uh, she had a brand new key and a brand new pair of roller skates, and uh, I love she, that song. Uh, if you've seen um, Righteous Gemstones, her Lay Down, Candles in the Rain, is featured prominently at the end of a recent episode. Anyway, covers of both of those people. Uh, on today's episode of Coverville. I might even try and figure out a way to work in John Williams, 
because oh, he yeah. just turned 90. Yeah, 90 years old, still still composing, yeah. man. That dude's awesome. Still, he's he's uh, still still composing, uh, not yet decomposing, nope. which is great. Uh, <laughs> not so yet. Keep, keep that up. And I just jinxed it, didn't I? Oh, no. Uh, anyway, that'll be that'll be today on Coverville, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, twitch.tv slash Coverville. That's awesome. Do check that out. I love that key song. Yeah. Something about it. It's, it's, look what they done to my song, ma. It's so, look uh, what they done to my song. It's so good. That stuff yeah. transcends time. It sounds like you could have made it great. yesterday. Yeah, she yeah. really is. Uh, all right, so check that out later. What else? Today's core day. So tonight, core at 5 p.m. Uh, live if you want to catch it that way or the podcast later if you want. Big Nintendo releases this week, so lots of talk with me, John, and Bo about that on core. Uh, where we talk about video games and the news and games we're playing and all that sort of stuff. So if you want to tune in and find out what I think of uh, Dead by... No, not Dead by Daylight. Uh, de- die, de- don't die, Deadlight, Day, Hey, Night... No time to die by Deadlight. I can't remember the name of the damn game, but uh, it's very fun. It's parkour in a zombie apocalypse, and I really like it. Uh, we'll talk about that later tonight. Uh, all right, that's it for oh Lost Ark talk as well. That'll that'll happen tonight. Lost Ark's all Lost the talk with my Ark. all my yeah. action is, RPG. Is TMS your last podcast that isn't about video games? I, hold hold on, we got to check this out here. Feels like Instance it. Core, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, play retro. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else? That's it. Uh, you've named all three. The other skim, we got skim. I guess is not about no uh, snow uh, skim film sack. You're on that one. You'd know that one, right? Oh, film sack. Of course, yeah. film sack. I've heard of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar yes. with that one. <laughs> uh, come on, we did we did Max Payne. That that show is about video games. Let's face it. Good we point. We did Max Payne on that show. Good point. Um, We've yeah, done no. Mortal Kombat. We've done Super Mario Brothers. That show is about video games. I do Shut love up. I do love the games. I admit. Yes. Uh, well, all right then. We're we're out of here. Not all your shows about music. <laughs> 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 We're going to take our leave. Uh, however, a reminder, tomorrow we'll be back to a PM show tomorrow, and I think Dan will be there. i got to check with him, make sure, oh, but okay. uh, that'll be fun. I'll let, uh, I'll let well, if, Brian and I will talk if it's not, and we'll do apps. If but. not, then I'll do an app. I'll probably talk about Alien Isolation, which I've bought and uh, spent an hour downloading, because uh, oh. you download the game, and then you download about an hour of assets. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, but that's all right. I'm ready. I'm ready to play this thing, so I'm going to play it. All right. Golly. I'm excited to hear about it no matter what. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Frogpants.com slash TMS for our website that has links to everything, including our Patreon and everything else. So get in there. Check it out. We're out of here. Let's play a song. What do you got? Yeah. Ian from Memphis wrote in, said, uh, hey, Sousaphone and baritone, longtime listener, first time caller. On Saturday the 12th, I'll be turning the big 3-0. Oh, I miss 3-0. Oh. In honor of that. I would love to hear any cover of or by Rush. I was pretty much raised on the band. thought he was going to say raised on the radio. And was lucky enough to see them twice before they stopped touring. And I believe everyone could use some more of that Canadian goodness in their day. Thanks for all the great content. P.S. Rest in peace, Neil Peart. Oh, oh. yeah, that guy's awesome. Happy birthday to you. And a happy new year. There you go, buddy. 30. It's a big one. So good. Yeah, congrats. Uh, all right, how about this one? This is a cover of uh uh speaking of uh um well where is it there we go speaking of tom sawyer which we weren't um been wanting to do some something heavier for ending music for a while because we've had some russian dance pop we've had some lighter covers we had some country uh german country music yesterday how about some just straight up 
rock and roll. Here is the band Mindless Self-Indulgence from their You're, You'll Rebel to Anything album from 2008. Some of those words I just said were correct. <laughs> uh, with our cover of Rush's Tom Sawyer. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you guys soon. Bye now. of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Your boss does not like us much, eh? He thinks he's better than us, eh? <laughs>